What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. Hey, how you doing, everybody? It's Chris here. It's uh, February 27th, 2018. Uh, yeah, doing up a call here. And uh haven't done one in several weeks. Uh, well, looks like, uh, oh, looks like uh, Southern California is on here. I'm going to unmute right away. Hello, check one, two. You're on Oaks Buster's call. Go ahead. Yo, you. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well. Just firing up the call, man. And uh, yeah, I tried to call you earlier, and uh, guess we uh, playing phone tag there. Yeah, I, I call. I called you back, but uh, um. Well, I called you on the Skype, so yeah, but yeah. So, uh, are you settled into your new place yet, or still moving stuff? I heard you were you moving boxes still when you picked up. Yeah, I was moving boxes and stuff. Um, yep. I mean, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the places. Uh, Set up for the most part, but still, still going through stuff. Still trying to get it all in place. Um, yeah. That flange, that flange in the garage leaked. The pipes got backed up, and it all came out and wet everything. What? Uh, like wet? It got all the stuff wet in the garage. Yeah, luckily it didn't get too. Like it only went down the left-hand side of the garage. Oh. So it went, yeah. it went like some it went like some of the bottom boxes like all, all my all my CDs got soaked. <laughs> oh no! But at least not uh, none of my records. Well, like the CDs probably won't get too damaged. All the covers will get damaged, but yeah, yeah some of the co- some of the covers did get damaged. But hey, you know what? I'm not planning on getting rid of them, so. Well, sad to hear that, man. Didn't. Sorry. Yeah. Right. That's the only. That's the only a uh, major physical mishap. So I had to get the drain snake. But I'm sure the listeners don't want to hear about that. They probably want to know what's going on with you. Um, just hanging out at my buddy Richard's here, and uh, yeah, I've been here for a couple of days. And uh, prior to that, oh, Dom Uno, cool, man. How you doing? I was in the chat. I haven't talked to that cat in a while. Um, and 
Let's see. Yeah, I was at, uh, golly, what, what's all have happened? Um, well, previous to that, uh, hanging out with uh, Dr. Fuster Cluck, and he's the guy, he lives in his van, and then he uh, plays in the Philharmonic up in Oklahoma City. And, uh, yeah, what all did we do? Um, we went, We came to San Diego, and then uh, this is this is uh, last time we talked about, last time we talked, uh, I was there staying with Richard. And so... Uh, then, then the doctor came, picked me back up from his trip up to Oklahoma City to do the Philharmonic, and then we went to. Uh, see, it's, it's hard to remember the order of everything. But I'll tell you what the order is. You went to you went to the forest, then you went to Quartzsite, then you went to San Diego. Then, then yeah, that's it. The forest was the uh, the uh, rainbow gathering with the hippies and the and that whole thing. And then there was uh, the uh, slab city, but that was prior to going to uh, Richards. Right. Yeah. And, then, and on the then, way, uh, after after the rainbow connection, you went to night. You went to San Diego, and now you are currently. Um, now you're currently, currently uh, sitting sitting on a yacht, wearing some topsiders and OP corduroy shorts, listening to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, not exactly, but no, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. A, I'm a buddy's Richard. Oh, we did what we went to uh, Imperial Beach. And there was some friends of his that were uh, son of the dude that was in a band with Brian or Doctor, and uh, we hung out at their house for a couple of days, and then um, I, Doctor, brought me up here to my buddy Richards, and uh, yeah, we just kind of hung out at the beach. Did this, that, and the other thing. Ate some food. Uh, met some ladies. And, uh, yeah. Just cool. uh, fun, fun in the sun while everybody else is... Up, everybody else north of here or not in a... What is it? A mi- microclimate or whatever is going on here in San Diego and Arizona. You're freezing your ass off. Yeah, it's, actually, it's been getting down it's in the what? 30s. It's been getting down the 30s here. No, it's been getting pretty cold. It was cold here a couple of nights, too. I mean, it's got, yeah, got down close to the 30s. But, uh, yeah, during the day, though, it's it's getting warm. It's warm there during the day, too, right? I mean. Uh, it's been kind of cold during the days too recently, but I mean the sun's out, but it's still kind of cold. Yeah, but, but you're not um, dealing with but, anything. We're dealing with up there. No, um. So it's okay to glow. You have you been um, keeping up with anything in the news? 
I I caught wind of there was a quote unquote shooting and my buddy Richard is telling me about this because uh, he I, I tell him about stuff from time to time and he's telling me that he saw something about uh, one of the crisis actors turned up on another shooting and somebody found the footage of them at another shooting and 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 this guy they're they they busted him out as like uh he's not he's not a he's not in high school he's like a bit older and he's sort of a crisis actor in his dad's FBI I caught I caught wind of that and also noticed it was at uh ab absite fakeologist yes so are you familiar with that? I mean, maybe you could fill me on a, on some more mm, other relevant I've, details. I, you know, I've actually kind of uh, stayed on the sidelines of this one. Just one, because I've been still been kind of busy, and then two, just because uh, a lot of people are looking into it. And I think with this one, I kind of want to get. I want to like let the storm blow over and then kind of look at it maybe. Right, yeah. Yeah, because um, the one thing that the, um, I've been working with Richard and um, we've been exposed to some mainstream media, which I, I know you were, when you were uh, doing some jobs with him. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so you go into people's houses and they're listening to mainstream media and whatnot and the gun control push is huge and it's interesting listening to mainline Republican talk radio and television. And they've basically, they're basically saying at this point, like it's it's just kind of accepted that if you're crazy, you shouldn't have your gun, you shouldn't have guns, but they're saying it like kind of matter of fact, like kind of post that this is like accepted. Right. That it's already, that it's already yes. a done deal that the laws, yes. laws have already been passed. And well, that's already yes. the perception that's been created. I mean, I had that but, but, but in mind too, because I have a diagnosis. I, I always, always kind of assume that I wouldn't be able to purchase a gun. And most people would probably tell me, well, Chris, maybe you shouldn't have a gun. Because, uh, yeah, you're bipolar. Well, here's the other thing. Well, here's the, I mean, there's multiple points just on that, but um, the one, so the one thing is it's mainline Republican radio and they're saying, well, you should, you know, yes, of course we should have a second amendment, but not for crazy people, not for people. Um, I just heard the the leader of the NRA, Wayne LaPierre, um, talking about how admitting that, you know, admitting what we already knew, but he's admitting in a new uh, speech or something that that the NRA crafted the uh, background check. Oh. That okay. that was the that was the line of defense that he was putting up. He was saying like, "Hey, you know, you guys saying we don't want to do anything. We want to do stuff. We're the ones who came up with the idea for the background checks, right?" <laughs> yeah, naturally, um, the NRA wants they they want more. 
Well, no, John, they want they want common sense gun control. Yes. That's what they want. They're, they're yes, for so, it. So, for gun control. Yeah, so so that was funny. And then one thing that I'll relate uh, back to you, because um, you've been pointing this out for years, and we've both been pointing this out for years. So the war on crazy is totally unhinged with, with this yeah. one. And they're basically coming out now and saying... Like they're they're basically admitting and putting this out into the public because before they would try to hide this, but they were trying to hide it, and it was very subtly in the background because Alex Jones has been saying this for years, and all the alternative media has been saying this for years that you know the shooter was on psychotropic drugs after playing a bunch of video games, and then he went and shot up a school. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, so, that, so now that, that so makes now this sense is, in light of this, now, yeah. Yeah, now this is mainstreamed. It's um, you know, oh how this crazy person who takes psychotropic drugs and plays video games, how were they able to purchase guns? Oh my gosh, we need to do something about this. And you know, the other thing is to have these students do this like students all over America allegedly did walkouts because they want – one thing they're saying is to arm teachers or that they need armed police on school grounds. So now we want a police state in the school, right? We want a police state. We want police on school protecting the children walking around armed. And um, – Yeah. Yeah, so so, so – there's a very, very complex psychological operation in all of this. And the funny thing about it, and I say funny in quotation marks, is this is all red herring, like kind of, this is all built off of nothing because these events, most of the time, nothing even happens. <laughs> yeah. So you can argue it's all It's pretty bizarre about, when you think about it, but. Yeah, you can argue all how... about. Oh, People on psychotropic drugs uh, playing video games um, are going to go shoot people up after doing this, but that's not what actually happened, and that isn't what really happens. In fact, um, you should reiterate that for everybody, that people who take psychotropic drugs and play video games most likely don't go shoot people up. Right. That's uh, According to what anything you can pick up on out there as far as uh, any time that's been actually uh, investigated or looked into, it's actually quite the opposite. If you have, if you take the population that have a diagnosis or, uh, you know, or are schizophrenic or either bipolar, their instances of violence is even less than the average population. So it's kind of like, so they're giving you an inverted view of reality with with the idea that if you're crazy, you're dangerous. It's like, no, you're typically not violent. And a lot of people that are diagnosed probably have have a lot of trouble because they turn a lot of stuff in on themselves and uh, get depressed and stuff like that. And they're not people who... People who act out violently are your assholes and your dickheads that will, you know 
be like that on a regular basis or, or they're, you know, they're verbally violent or they're verbally outward and they're verbally abusive. And then they, and then it turns to physical violence. That's, that's how shit works in real life. Or but the they're MK Ultra assassins that were programmed by the CIA and the secret MK Ultra programs to make actual assassins go in and shoot up these schools. But at the same time, they've got feds in there. So they've got three or four shooters in there actually picking kids off as they're trying to run out. That's basically what the scenario is. And then this MK Ultra Patsy, he just you know basically uh, lays on the floor drooling. And, um, you know, they've got everything from pipe bombs to, uh, you know, AK-47s in their machine. You know, you name it. They got it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what the alternative media will say. I mean, isn't that contradictory? I thought it was the psychotropic drugs that are making them just go off uh, off the deep end. And, and then, okay, so they're on psychotropic drugs. And they have like a mental, like a psychotic break, but at the same time, they're still cognizant enough to go get weaponry and to load it and to hide it well enough to be able to conceal it until they get it into the school. And then they have to wait till the opportune moment to, so they have enough on the stick to carry out a mass shooting, but at the same time, they're having a psychotic break and, and that makes no fucking sense, dude. It, to, well, not to anybody who's well, familiar yeah. with what a psychotic break actually entails, you're well, you're not yeah you're not going to be doing a lot of is, planning, a lot of thought out planning. Yeah, and and Adam Curry even tried to argue the point recently on No Agenda because they just love to believe that these things are real on there. Um, and I know you haven't been listening to it, but yeah, they're just like all in on all these events being real. And, you know, um, Adam Curry just blatantly, openly just said, you know, kids died, okay? Kids died at this event. Um, That's what he says, yeah. Yeah, so, but, but the one thing that he said, he was saying how, and he was making a, um, uh, I guess this is kind of a straw man argument. So what he was saying was, well, people who use, you know, flight simulators, what, the first time they get in an airplane, they fly great. So if you're on psychotropics and you're put into that mental state and you're playing first shooter video games, that you're going to be able to go in to a, sh- a school, even though you've never shot a gun before, and have an incredible kill rate, just like you would on Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I I really don't think so. And where's the evidence for that? I mean, where is is there anything backing that up? The only thing that actually makes sense if you take all these shootings and you take the okay, let's say you're MK Ultra or you're on psychotropic or whatever the case, the likelihood that you're going to knock dead twenty people, it statistically is very slim very improbable um the most likely explanation is that these are freaking drills and they're communicated on television as being real and they're not real and they have people sign these agreements not to talk out not to talk about it they're getting paid 
They keep their mouth shut, and they keep their mouth shut. I mean, I mean that makes the most sense. But um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't line up with statistics. It doesn't line up with the uh, the, the narrative that it's crazy people. Because statistically, it's crazy people are not acting out violently. It's it's not in line with anything other than some fictional creation like a TV show. Well, and it makes sense. Know, well, yeah, and, and we've talked about this before, but just in the past, what, couple of... Just in the past couple of months, so, you know, we've got the Las Vegas shooting, then we have the, the Texas church shooting. Um, you know, now we've got the, you know, St. Valentine's Day massacre here. So, so that that was 17 alleged kids were killed at this shooting. Then, at the Sutherland Spring shooting, there was allegedly 26, and at the uh, Las Vegas shooting, allegedly there's 58. Right. Um. So I, we we've oh, got people. Yeah, Las Vegas, right? Yeah, we so we've got people. <laughs> who are basically like for the most part these are these are kind of on a whim they're kind of planned out or or you know they're they're planned out but they're on a whim like it's like you know they get pissed off so they decide they're going to go do something right that's always what it is right um right so maybe they they have like a plan but it's it's just kind of you know something you know, like that one in Sutherland Springs, the guy got mad at his mother-in-law and he decided he's going to go, you know, shoot up a church. Um, so it's on a whim or, you know, or very, uh, you know, lightly planned out. They go and they have an incredible kill rate, even more than than like guys who are in combat like these these just in the past couple of months these uh guys who just do stuff on a whim like come back you know they're shooting more people than people who actually go to iraq yeah so they'll have more kills than like the highly decorated um afghan war or iraqi veteran uh, during the horse, uh, course of their whole career, they'll they'll have achieved more kills, and yeah, it's just really fanciful the the way that these things are presented. I mean, and then you have a person with like no real motive, and then or either that or conflicting motives, and no real history of violence. I mean, most people who lash out and commit murder are, are probably going to be in prison, you know, but these people just come out of the blue well, and have never killed anybody before, don't have any real history of violence, but then all of a sudden will murder 50 people. It doesn't make any damn sense, dude. Well, here's another thing, too, with this latest one, is they have the added caveat. You see... The new violence is the violence that takes place in cyber. And so this new guy was, you know, saying 
threatening things on different websites. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, I'm making threats. Okay. Yeah, so, but see, so he was being violent online. Well, on that, so he's got, on that so subject, he's got, so he's got, got a, so he's got a history of violence there, online. I just got my second strike on a, uh, on a YouTube video within the last uh, several days. I've had two uh, strikes against my videos, saying, say, citing that uh, I'm I'm harassing people. Uh, I, I'm guilty of har- harassing folks. That's what they say. So yeah. I mean, they're, yes. they're once I'm one strike away from getting my channel pulled down. Well, luckily, um, while you've been gone, I started another Hoaxbusters uh, YouTube channel too. So. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, yeah you posted uh, uh, some videos. Yeah. Was that on a new channel that you created, or is that on a? Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I'm I glad, created uh, Hoaxbusters call uh Hoaxbusters call West. <laughs> the Western branch. Uh yeah, so uh, so so Yeah, that's the, good uh, and then uh yeah, mirror mirror all the uh the videos. Yeah, I got to Yeah, we de- we definitely got to do something like that where we get them and can transfer them over there. I, I don't even know how that works on YouTube, but maybe somebody else does. Yeah, maybe uh, one of the listeners can maybe download those since I'm not able to. Um, you know what? You know what else yeah, I want to say? Yeah, you, you know what else I want to say? I want to say about the the listeners. Um, uh, I want to thank a bunch of people who sent donations. Um, I'm pretty sure you've got gotten some recent donations. Uh, Kyle, not so Freemason, just sent a donation. Thanks, Kyle. Um, yes, yes, he sent me a donation. And I appreciate that. And, and uh, uh, Forest Valley, Forest Valley, you sent me a donation. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that, sir. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. A while, a while back, a while back, uh, Tim Avarado sent me a, a donation, and I never thanked him on a call. So I just want to say thanks, Tim. And then um, another listener uh, named Jill sent me a donation. Also. Um, Listeners, uh, Strange Bird and Dr. Judy Wood. That's that's just this. That's that's just her hand, her handle. Obviously, it's not really Dr. Judy Wood. But Strange Bird and Judy Wood sent me a donation. Thanks, guys. Oh, cool. Yeah, thank yeah, thanks everybody. Send donations. Appreciate that. Uh. I'm trying to get situated here. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I realize you're MacGyvering it, so you probably gotta chew a piece of bubble gum and get the uh, the tin foil out of the wrapper and hook it up to a coat hanger to be able to make this call happen. Oh, with the tin foil again. 
Come on, man. That's... Hook it up. Oh, yeah. Hook it up to your tinfoil hat. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to light a cigarette. Sorry. Dirty cigarette. Um, is there anybody? Yeah, is there so, any other? Is there any other call callers on? Uh, no, it doesn't look like anybody's called in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the Discord and I'm gonna tell people to call in. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my buddy Richard. You have to see a. Uh, Star Wars fan, and so he was telling me that this uh, latest installment of the Star Wars, like, I, I don't know how many Star Wars movies they've made, I mean, there's got to be like 10 of them or something, I, I'm not sure, but he said this, this recent one was like uh, so over the top with propaganda, it was like just unbelievable. I was like, oh, yeah, man, well, I mean, what What do you mean? He's like, also, there's, like, a scene where, like, the, so the so the main guy is, like, Luke, Luke Skywalker, right? So he's he's kind of, like, portrayed in this, in this particular film as, like, just pretty much given up, and he's, like, a total failure. So he's, like, this white, you know, the white guy who's just, he, he's not much use, and he's a, just a total failure. So the, so it's, it's all the the fate of the galaxy and everything hinges on this uh, the the kick-ass female, of course, and she, you know, pretty much kicks ass and saves the day without any kind of like backstory to her or anything. She just comes out of the blue and just just kicks ass because she's she's female and and it's like what. Well, you know what the hell's going on with this? And so supposedly this series very popular, so it's very culturally relevant as far as like uh, that goes. I mean, it was pretty much uh, uh, dire- or directed or written by some feminist activist individual. Uh, God darn, I can't remember her name. But anyway, uh, Kathleen Kennedy or something like that, um, and. There's actually a scene where the Chewbacca character is like going to eat one of the creatures on this planet, and he he's he's sitting down, he's fixing the chow down, and the the creature comes, one of the fellow creature, the this penguin thing or something like that that's on this on this planet, comes up and starts kind of like crying that he's eating his brother or whatever and then the the Chewbacca character doesn't eat the and it's like so it's got the vegan message in there and from what I understand and uh there's another scene where uh Luke Skywalker is drinking some raw milk and the and the female character looks at him with disgust like what the hell are you doing you know and like uh I think there's like maybe even an inference. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an inference in there that 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 has to do with his his downfall and not being able to use the force properly because he's exploiting animals. I mean, I'm I'm not shitting. This is stuff I've heard. I haven't seen the movie, but this is stuff I've heard about it.
Oh, got uh, their caller enters. Let's see, South Central Florida. I don't know if anybody's hearing me right now. Check one, two. Am I still on? Check one, two. I don't hear anything. Maybe I'm disconnected. Hey, John, you still on? Hello? One, two, check. One, two, check. Can anybody hear me? Oh, cool. What's going on, man? Not so free, Mason. Oh, man, I just turned off the lights, laid down, and I I heard uh, a uh, notification from John saying everyone uh, calling to talk to you. So figured I'd uh, I'd just dial up. Oh, cool. Did you hear what I was saying about uh, Star Wars? Uh, only, only a couple seconds. Okay. So I was coming through. I was just checking. It was just, I could, I couldn't hear anything on my end, but, uh, yeah, it looks like the call's still going. Got to check that from time to time because I've had times in the past where I'm just talking into the wind here, but yeah, anyway. So, uh, yeah, the movies now, of course they have propaganda, but come on. I mean, it's just. That just sounds ridiculous. I haven't seen it, but it just it just sounds just so over the top. But here's the thing, too. It's like, you know, it's a very popular film series with the Star Wars, of course. And so there's there's already a built-in audience that's going to watch this thing. And then they can just load the shit down with this propaganda. It's over-propaganda. And teach... Uh, a lot of young, a lot of young, younger crowd is going to be looking at this too because it's this generational thing. They're going to be taking their children to see Star Wars, and they're going to just get loaded down with this propaganda. You know, it's like women have you know more upper body strength than men and know how to take care of things better than men and do things better than men. And men need to just shut up and uh, and that that was like the from what I understand the pretty much the theme of the movie. And, and the, all, all the all the main, you know, characters that take care of shit are, are women, and they literally had a blue-haired feminist uh, commander of the crew or something like that. I don't know. It's really just over the top. Yeah, damn. I haven't I haven't really heard much about it. Uh, I guess I kind of been been out of the the loop but uh yeah i'm not not surprised yeah i probably wouldn't have heard anything about it if not for uh uh my buddy here's going to see it Uh, he said it was a it was a real turkey of a movie not very popular at all as far as 
Wars fans. It's like they're, they're calling out as one of the worst ever. Worst movies ever. But, um, so which one is the yeah. last day? Uh, it was something about, yeah, something about Jedi, something. What's up, Kyle? Uh, Kyle's still on. Looks like he dropped out. Hmm. Well, on that note, I, I just I just found out about another movie the, uh, that's kind of, either it's coming out or it already came out, and. <laughs> It's called it's called Red Sparrow. Uh yeah, I saw ad ads for that because I'm watching some TV now over here. Yeah, so I mean, go figure. Like a you know, it's a CIA Russian spy, you know, battling it out thriller, female, you know, Russian spy stuff. What is this the eighties? Yeah, I don't quite get it. So Russia's back as the enemy that we all need to fear. And they're making movies about Russian spies and shit. It's just... Did they run out of ideas or what? Or it's just... That's the way shit always has been. They can just resurrect something out of the archives at, at just will... And well, remember, remember, remember year. I mean, what it's gone. Oh, by by the way, uh, February was our anniversary again, Chris. Oh, is that right? No, so what? it's so it's four years now. Four years. Wow. Four years. Four years. Um. Anyway, wow. So so yeah, for for four years. This whole thing has been, you know, resurrecting itself. And, and we called it from the very beginning. We said this is, they're going to create the Cold War out of nothing, out, literally out of absolutely nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's has been moving in that direction. And then now it's like, oh, here it is. And... Um, Kind of this role reversal where you got this left left wing ideologues. They're sounding a lot like the old John Birchers, and it's just bizarre. Yeah. But uh, that just goes to show you how it's all. I mean, it's all obviously manufactured. I mean, How how even is Russia supposed to be an actual threat at this point? You know, maybe the Soviet Union, but but China is not a threat. But then the Russia is. Uh, I don't. I really don't know. But it, it's um, yeah, just some kind of a convenient uh, uh, plot plot line for. Soap opera. People to to rally around. 
and to give some kind of like urgency to all this rhetoric that's being thrown around and it's just nonsensical it's a soap opera yeah totally you know like i was saying like it's interesting to see some of these folks here and they're you know listening to the to the radio and watching the tv and all that and they're listening to all the details that are being pumped out and uh, it's entertainment. But, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of it, well, cause you know, like people your, your age, my age and younger, for the most part, they kind of seem to tend to lean towards the liberal side of things. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you get into, you know, you get to older older people, of course, you're going to have a variance there, but you get a lot of folks who are, you know, kind of staunch, kind of Republican types. And, um, yeah, they just eat this stuff up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, like a, just a repeat of the whole stuff with the with the Cold War and all that. And um, yeah, Russia is gonna it, it, it's still tr- still trying to take take down the United States. Is that what they're trying to do, John? Or they're trying to <laughs> undermine our demo- our democracies? Yes, yes, absolutely. Of course, China makes all the goods that they sell at all the stores, and they're a communist country, but they make billion-dollar deals. I saw this interview the other day. This is this is funny. Um. This was on No Agenda 2. It was an interview with James Woolsey, former head of the CIA, and he's being interviewed on Fox by Laura Ingram. And they were talking about how, you know, how Russia didn't meddle in the elections, but they're still kind of a threat. And um, they were bringing up how, you know, she she was bringing up how how you know well you know we've got to watch China too we've got we've got to watch them it's like we've got to watch them like if you believe if you if you believe the nonsense you know that that there are you know that there's competition and that countries you know really fight in wars against each other and uh, that people who run the countries you know, don't have any idea that any other country is, you know, uh, trying to get, you know, out to get them, that it's all, you know, espionage and all that type of stuff. If you really believe that, um, Walmart's been importing Chinese goods into the country since the 1990s. And... Yeah. They're a communist country, and no one ever thought of the idea that 
I'm, I'm saying from this perspective, if you really believe in all this, if you really believe in all this nonsense, um, you wouldn't say to yourself, well, maybe that's possibly the commies trying to take over America by flooding us with you know, Chinese slave-made goods and taking down the country, right? I'm saying from that perspective, but nobody even takes that perspective. Yeah, that's right, not know. a cause for concern at all. Right. Uh, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to go investigate Walmart like for colluding with communists? Well, I mean, that's where they started to largely expand after they started importing all the stuff from China. Um yeah, I've talked about that before. But then then again, too, it's like Russia is bad and they're our enemy now. But previously, they were the Soviet part of the Soviet Union, and if you remember the whole Cold War, the Red Scare, and that had that centered around the threat of communism, and the reason why we had to go interfere with uh, the stuff going on in South America with Iran Contra was because we didn't want communism to spread. The reason why we had to go in Vietnam is because the commies were taking over. We, we we just can't let communism spread, John. We have to fight the evil Red Scare, the evil communists. Communism is bad. And then now Russia is no longer communist, but they're still a threat. But yet China is where we import every last freaking toothpick and even groceries and it's like that's not a threat it's like that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying we we need to investigate walmart we need to bring walmart up on charges for collusion with communist enemy (laughs) yeah nobody noticed until just recently (laughs) that everything is china made it's like I don't know how much how re- American how flags are made in China. Be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> American flags are made in China. Yes, everything is made in China, dude. It's like uh, everything, everything. American flags are made in China. The American flag, uh, cowboy boots, John. That you had there. No, I'm just joking. You didn't have American. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. Those are real boots. Okay. Those are made. Porteranzas. Port <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I, I got real boots, you know, tool, with tooled leather made right down there in Porteranzas. Okay. Those are not Chinese. He's lying. Those are not Chinese made cowboy boots. But seriously, though, it's like, yeah, if you did see somebody wearing American flag cowboy boots, they probably would have been made in China. Probably. And nobody would think anything of it. Oh, that's okay. If they were made in China. I'm not saying they were, but if they were, that would be okay. To most people. It and would. that's just would. Yes. It's 
They've been doing this for a long time. Been, been happening for quite a while. Everything that you you own or you once your, your job you once went to there, it's all gone. It's all it's all gone. It's all been moved to China. Part of the agenda is twenty one. They're bringing in pretty soon. Even the uh, the coal from your for your, for your stove, if they even allow you to have a stove, will be made in China. <laughs> even the little <laughs> wood pellets, because you won't be able to chop wood anymore, Alan. They'll be made in China. Right. That's right. You'll have to buy them at an exorbitant cost. That's right. But it'll be good because I won't have to chop all that wood. And then I can, you know, tell the audience. You see, I was, I was out walking, fifteen miles in the snow, to town just so I could get some wood pellets for my stove. Because it was and you had awfully to take, cold. You had to take the, your your uh, you had to take your thumb drive, into town to have to upload your podcast, Alan. So. <laughs> the audio file on it to, uh, to get in town where they had decent internet and upload it at the internet cafe. <laughs> you know, it's very it's very time consuming just to do one just to do one episode. It takes a good portion of the day to be able to just do one episode. I, I I'm preparing. I'm looking. I'm reading articles. I'm looking at all the latest news. And on top of that, I'm chopping wood. And I mean, I, I just. I just made a pot of soup, and it's it's mostly grass and rocks. Because <laughs> I well, come on, Alan, don't you have tree bark there? Don't be such a complainer. You hear that, folks? It's it. There's helicopters literally flying over my house right now. Just I'm, buzzing, I'm, just buzzing you constantly, right, Alan? I mean, they're just and then dropping, and then every. Occasionally, don't they drop a uh, magnesium grenade down your chimney just for That's right. Kicks? That's right. Sucks. <laughs> Some sort of white powder they dropped down my chimney and got all over my furniture and my books. My dusty old books <laughs> got even dusty. Here. <laughs> no, fact, white phosphorus on them, which uh, don't light a cigarette in there. It was my 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 copy of the next million years is, is totally ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, next million years. That book should never go out of print. I wouldn't think it's going to cover the next million years. So um, let's see what else. What else is going on? Did you uh, have any uh, things that you were contemplating while you were uh, having quiet time and no access to technology? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to like. Uh not live in a house anymore. I want to live in a some 
some kind of a some kind of a rig, but I, I'm I'm looking at uh, maybe getting a uh, Toyota 4Runner or something and putting uh, outfitting it with uh, gear and whatnot and just uh, being mobile, kind of like a Doctor Fuster Cluck and uh just kind of travel so uh yeah saving trying to save money and uh yeah if anybody listening wants to help me out and send a donation that'd be cool and then uh when i get the money saved up i'll be in a mobile platform and do the calls from wherever and then maybe do some uh, special reports from wherever and maybe uh yeah cool. I think that would be more interesting kind of like what i mean we did doing this these calls for a while and uh i've been doing primarily at home in lot in oklahoma and taking the occasional trip but uh i think it would be just kind of a good move all around, you know, I don't have a family and, uh, I, uh, I get a, uh, crazy check and all that. So why not, uh, yeah, do that. Well, you could, uh, as a, you know, you're taking, let's see, let's pick a year. You know how it's 1776 worldwide. Right. Well, seventeen seventy six. We're, we're taking yeah. seventy seventeen seventy six worldwide. We need to pick a right. a, a year though, like, but but like a, like an a year that doesn't like have any significance. Like you're like <laughs> you're like folks. We're 19, taking nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen seventy four worldwide. What, just what happened, why? What happened, I don't know. What happened, in, what happened in 1974? Just was, everything was cool, man. Yeah, what, you were like four years it. old. Are you like five years old? I was like five years old, yeah. So I don't really mm-hmm. remember a whole lot. But, uh, no, it was a different world then. I mean, there wasn't no internet. There wasn't really cable TV. Um, There wasn't a lot of things that people kind of nowadays are kind of like regard as necessities almost, which back then they weren't. But, uh, But yeah, yeah. you know... Yeah, that'd be cool if uh, you know you're traveling around the country and you can do uh, meetups. You know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the idea, where uh, I could be hanging out with uh, listeners and then uh, we can uh, have somebody on this live, like we did at uh, Richard's place there. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, why not? I'm not I'm not a 
I'm not the type of guy that's really comfortable settling down in one place. I'm kind of already resigned to being a nomad. So might as well be a full-blown nomad. There you go. Jacques Attali style. Yep. He said it. He called it. So he said that was going to be part of the inevitable future. And so then, uh, yeah, there'll be the nomadic wandering people. I guess I'll be one of those. The technomad. Technomad. I'll have to get some kind of a. I'm 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 doing this right now from a uh, iPad. It seems to work okay. So if I get an iPad, I should be able to do what I need to do. And. Uh, no, you. Now, if you fully convert to Technomad, and then um, just don't go full Technomad because I don't want you like showing up to my house one day and you look like um, you look like Eddie from Iron Maiden on the cover of the Wasted Years album. Oh, it's like, like implants and everything. <laughs> 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 like some kind of like. Uh, like one of my like eyes the, missing, and it's replaced with a that's that side yeah, poor guy. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like that you're half you're half like archaic revival, like like you know, came in, but you've got like a cyborg eye, and <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's just like half like part of my face is like a like a it's got a like a touch screen instead of an eye, <laughs> and then like a. <laughs> that's a, you know that's how they do that predictive programming in all those movies is like is like um, you know even in the kind of the Matrix or whatever it's like there's always in Star Wars too um, with the Millennium Falcon there's always like kind of the arcane machinery that's mixed with like high technology um, yeah and that's what's always fighting the, um, you know, the massive, you know, advanced technology of the Death Star or the, you know, the, the, you know, the robots and the Matrix or whatever. But it's like they've always got that kind of Mad Max ethos that runs through all those movies. It's like a dystopic, half caveman, half technomad, like. Um, well, I was just. Uh talking about that with uh, Richard and his boy there where you're having dinner there and I said yeah why don't why don't the why doesn't the Empire just send a bunch of like flying drones like a million of them and then there is no way in hell you'd be able to fight them all off they would just be coming at you from every angle and then they just get near you like they're just drones that fly and they just come into your proximity and they just explode mm-hmm. like, uh, you're dead now. It's like, uh, but no, they show them like fighting the uh, empire with like some kind of like car- cart pulled behind a like a giant uh, wombat or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then they have like a, a truncheon on the back of it, like hurling, I don't know, some kind of egg from off some uh, sea platypus or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, remember in uh, Return of the Jedi when the they beat him with the Ewoks, like like throwing stones at him? <laughs> Dropping big rocks on their head. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, like, chopping down trees and, like, throwing, you know, giant tree trunks or whatever. Yeah, it always comes back around to the, uh, yeah, who's got the biggest rock to drop on your head. Like, as far as technology advances, like, you won't be able to, you won't be able to recover from a big rock being dropped on your head. Or, you know, or, you know, Ewoks. Yeah, the little, what were they, like, furry, I don't know, I think they're racist, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they are, too. I'm pretty sure they were racist. There's lots of things in movies. They were, like, furry Oompa Loompas or something? Yeah. (laughs) I think they were supposed to be Asians. (laughs) Furry Asians. Furry Asians and very racist towards Asians. Yeah, watch out for furry Asians. Did they did they use plurals? <laughs> they did not use plurals. No. <laughs> I don't think any Asians. That's what defeated them in the end. I don't think any Asians listened to this call. Unless, no, because Asians not. don't get. I say Chinese don't understand sarcasm, so like well, this wouldn't unless, this unless wouldn't Paul, go over in China. Unless Paul uh, from New York is is in China listening. Yeah, Paul may still be listening. I haven't heard heard from the dude in a while. Hope he's is, still listening. Is Hostbusters um, allowed yeah, in China? I I doubt it. It's not even hardly allowed here. Like they're taking my YouTube channel down probably pretty soon. They don't like they don't like Hoaxbusters style. HBC, Hong Kong, Bangkok, and China right there. I would hope that I would have listeners in China. Like native Chinese, that would be pretty freaking awesome. It would. That would be. But I I don't think they're I know there's listeners in Europe. I know there's listeners in uh, Australia, of course. Let's see. Like where, where do we, let's let's think of where we have we have listeners in Australia. We have listeners in Germany. We have listeners in England. Canada. Um, Canadian. Canada. <laughs> um, we have listeners in. Uh, we're, oh, we have listeners in um, Taiwan. There you Taiwan. go. Taiwan. Seriously? Taiwan. There you, well, Robert. Okay. Robert. I think it's Robert in Taiwan. Oh, cool. Okay. That does still um, count Philippines? as uh, Asia, right? Matthew. Matthew and Matthew Raymer in the Philippines. Ah. So you do have. It's pretty mind-boggling. I can't even comprehend it. 
Just, Wait, uh, is, Robert, is Robert in Indonesia? He might, Robert, I think Robert's in Indonesia, not Taiwan. But I'm going to go to, when I get my rig set up, it's going to be like an expedition vehicle. I came to the conclusion that I need a four-wheel drive by hanging out with Brian, or I mean Dr. Cluster Cluck. Um, just from the experience there, I said, yeah, I need, I need some sort of like four-wheel drive vehicle. I know it's not going to be as good on gas, but everything's a trade-off. But anyway, I'm going to go to, I, I would like, I would like to go to uh, South America and drive the frig down to uh, Patagonia. That would be interesting enough. That would be. And then I could do calls from various points in between. That sounds like a good deal. HPC on the road. Interna- international. <laughs> international. Uh, yeah, just all over the, the freaking place. Why not? I ain't got nothing so, else yeah. to do. Are you, are you back in Oklahoma? I'm in Escondido, oh, okay. California. Staying with a friend that I've known since college. Great. Cool. And uh yeah, I'd like to take the show on the road as far as uh yeah, just doing it from different locations. I was thinking even to throw in a video once in a while and uh maybe getting some people's faces or something. I don't know. Start asking them some like hard questions like ambush journalism. I like ambush. I, I like ambush journalism. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Get some real emotion going, get some real shit gets real. Like maybe go to, uh, yeah, maybe even go to Washington DC, get belligerent with the fake fuckheads there. I don't know. Oh, Robert's in Malaysia. That's what it is. So we Malaysia. Have a, we have a listener in Malaysia. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Who else is on the call right now? We've got New York, S. California's John, South Central Florida, and New York Kate is Hamad. New York is uh, rich to. Destroy. That's me. Rich Destroy. Yeah. How do you got a New York? You have a New York number from your cell. Yeah. You have a New York cell. Wow. That's why. That's why I have a Southern California number, Chris. Uh, uh, uh. But but you're in Arizona. Yeah. I tried to um. I I went to put in my what I would normally put in for my pin. But I remembered, I don't, I guess, are you still set up uh, with my number on your account or something? Because it wouldn't uh, I, be... I, I had to go in there and change it. Oh, okay. So that it recognized my uh, Skype. I still have my Skype. Yeah, anybody out there that uh, have 
has contacted me on Skype before, I still have it and I still check it. So if you send me a message on Skype, um, I do check it from time to time. Except for I don't have a internet enabled advice or, or the device at the moment. I plan on getting one at some point. Probably just to, I'll probably just get a iPad or something somewhere at some point. Did you say Kay's on the call? Kay is, looks like she's on the call, but I haven't heard her so far. Check one, two. Can you hear me, gentlemen? Okay, how you doing? Hey, hello. So nice to hear from you, Chris. Yeah, you too. Nice. Miss Kay. Kay. Are you in... Seattle right now or are you traveling? No, I'm in Seattle. Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Propagandizing? No. I try my best. That's not really propaganda. I mean, pretty legit. Propaganda capital, I think. Of what's politically correct, California's pretty close, yeah, California's pretty damn uh politically correct, I imagine a lot of pot a lot of people smoke pot in California. I noticed um, <laughs> I smoked a little pot, and I'm not much of a pot smoker, but uh. Somebody suggested that I try the dabs. I didn't know what it was. It's concentrated uh, marijuana in the uh, pipe there. So I said, okay, fire it up, dude. Let's try it out. And uh, I was high for like three and a half hours, three hours. And it was like, that, that, that shit was crazy, man. And then, like, we're going through, we're, then I'm driving, for fuck's sake, and then um, we're, we're, we're going down the road, and I can, only, I can only manage to go, like, 50 miles an hour, because um, I'm, I'm totally fucking freaking out. And uh, not really, but, I mean, I'm just, like, struggling. You know how, like, if you're really high, you have to, like, really struggle to maintain? And I was, like, doing that. And then trying to drive, and I, I'm not I'm not advocating drug use because I'm not a I'm not a druggie at all. But I mean, like you know, I'll imbibe on occasion, whatever. Um, and then we go through a checkpoint, and and there's a cop there, and I don't have a driver's license, and uh, it was like uh, uh, it was like I really had to just pull myself together, and I was like. Um, yeah, you know, how you doing? Oh, yeah, we're just going. And then he's like, uh, do you have anybody? It was like an immigration or something. I don't know. He's like, you have anybody in the vehicle? It's like, yeah, uh, Brian's back here. And this is a doctor, uh, Foster Clark. And then then he starts talking to, to the doctor. And the doctor says something like, uh, yeah, something like, you know, we're yeah, we went, went by Slap City and went to the RTR and, you know, we're just, you know, traveling around and kind of on the job. And 
da 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 and then and like later on we went through and 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 I noticed like the drug dog, the guy with the drug dog was just taking the drug dog around the van. He wasn't like even trying to get the dog close or anything. It was just kinda like they were they were like and then the guy was kinda like, Yeah, okay, haha, okay, go ahead. And I was like, Well, that was weird, you know, like what was and then then I was talking to the doctor there, and he was saying, "Oh yeah, I so, said you know, like when you were on the job, it's like, uh, so they they probably thought we were like undercovers or something like that." And I got to thinking about it. It's like, yeah, I got a short haircut, and the doctor's like a school teacher, and the van is like he bought it at an auction from like a government auction. It's like like a former DEA van that's from the uh, Drug Enforcement Administration, which like a it has like a bullet hole in the in the in the uh, back door. And I was like saying, "Oh shit!" They thought we were undercovers. They I just let us I, freeze I, right through. I, oh no, they. That's probably what. I, I, now they think. I mean, I don't know. Probably nothing would have happened anyway. But it was like. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, yeah. yeah, like we were. Because, I mean, there are undercover dudes going around. And, and, you and if you're, like, wearing a tie-dye, right? that's like a dead giveaway that you're some kind of, like, <laughs> poser. So you could be definitely a narc. Maybe Not those like, all yeah. high, maybe that's sure. also, he's like, check your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, you got to look. Tolerance to dab. For sure. Oh, Chris. What's that again? To dabs. You just have to build up your tolerance. You didn't have it built well, up. Well, that was the problem. I had no priors. You know, I had, I, I'm not much of a dope smoker to begin with. And then it's like, dabs is like getting hit in the face with a freaking shovel, you know, like, for as far as getting high is concerned. Oh, yeah. That's for dudes who've been smoking pot for years, and they're just like, now it's time for heroin. Let's do dabs, you know. Yeah, I was ready for some heroin after that. I was like, hey, man, let's uh, get some heroin, like right now. After this high wears down. Because it's like, yeah, it's like not even like smoking pot it's weird i don't know but anyway yeah again i don't advocate drug use i'm not saying people should go out and try dabs not saying that but you 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 sound like you talk from experience okay let's just say i know people who know people who do dabs. (laughs) at school (laughs) like in the teacher's lounge (laughs) <laughs> I brought the cookies in today. <coughs> oh yeah, no. teachers are people too. Come on, they can't smoke some pot. Well, I understand, but like, um, no, that that uh, rainbow gathering—that was something else. And there was a lot, definitely a lot of dope smoking going on there. Was that the one? It's probably Arizona? a lot of dope smoking there, but can't you can't like avoid it? 
can only okay, say so no have, so many uh, times. There's a lot of campers. So is there a lot of sex going on? Um, I I I didn't personally catch any action, but um, I wouldn't know because it was all dark. There's like no electricity, and it's like all these hippies down in the woods. And then it when nighttime comes, it's just freaking dark. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just like you know people have like maybe dome lights in their car or something like that, but it's just like pitch, it's just pitch dark. It's pretty crazy uh, in that regard. Yeah, so the the rainbow gatherings, like, it's like hippie kind of, uh, mainly hippies. And um, so when they go down there, they don't, they don't have any like electrical setups or anything. And it's out in the, this one was out in the uh, Tonto, National Park in Arizona, which is which is pretty fantastic. I mean, you see the big cactuses and the and then down where that was, it was all like uh, it's kind of wooded. There's kind of like a there's like a like a river like a river down in there and trees and it's kind of the deserty and uh, pretty. It was really nice. Uh, place to camp imagine and, uh, the hippies are just doing it in the dirt is that racist of me um i would probably say yeah they would go ahead and do it in the dirt here's some dirt let's do it i'm like okay i'm a hippie it's what i do or in the woods just on some just like go down on some tree branches or something yeah that's it they won't need. We don't need to be comfortable. Undergrowth. Yeah, here's some moss and dirt and tree bark. Let's go for it. But yeah, you have that that goes on that I wasn't really aware of. That these these happen all throughout the year, and there's also big regional ones where they have these big hippie gatherings, and it's kind of like this kind of communal thing and people kind of like have this attitude like share and share alike and they have these kitchens and everybody eats at them and it's uh it's pretty interesting i mean it's i guess a continuum of the uh hippie culture from the 60s i don't know i guess so it's just kind of a holdover from that but not you know, maybe not so centered on uh, the Grateful Dead as much, but still, you know, you have the Deadheads and all that. But it's uh, yeah, hippies are still with us, and uh, they're alive and well. That I'm actually not, sounds uh, really cool. You know, I'm that's cool. You could experience that. I was. Uh, yeah, thanks to uh, the doctor. Yeah, he uh, turned me on to hippie culture, and I feel like I'm, uh, yeah, exposed to new uh, things. I I wouldn't mind checking out another one. It was it was quite uh, interesting and fun. Everybody generally was pretty friendly, 
even though I kind of stood out maybe in my particular attire, I wasn't really, you know, I hadn't adopted the hippie aesthetic. But I think next time I would go to one, I would probably try to blend in more. But then again, too, there were people there that were there for the first time that weren't, you know, totally into the hippie scene or anything, but they were there anyway. So there was a mix, yeah, a different different mix of people there. It wasn't just, just hippies. You can get one of those hats with the dread fake dreadlocks attached to it and just wear that. <laughs> Boom, hippie. Like a top hat with dreads. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Definitely wouldn't that would stick probably out. work. I'd probably get my ass kicked. No, there was like some aggro hippies there. And as we're going to make a run into town, uh, like this dude was like, hey, man, like, uh, like what you, why you got your window up, man? And he like grabs the window on the uh, driver's side and start and proceeds to like dangle from the window. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's not cool. And uh, the doctor, he got, he got pretty, uh, pretty perturbed by that situation. And then we kind of like deliberated a bit, and I was like, I could tell that uh, the doctor wasn't feeling satisfactory towards going back. So we, uh, so we just departed from the uh, whole rainbow gathering scene thing there and went to uh, uh, Quartzsite. What's Quartzsite? What's that? Uh, Quartzsite's like in Arizona and it's just like this, uh, it, it, it's a, well, it's a t- there's a town Quartzsite, but then there's like the uh, sort of, um, camping area. Um, I, I don't know where it derives its name, Quartzsite, probably because all the quartz crystal everywhere lay on the ground. But then there's like uh, all kinds of accommodations for camping. If you're just camping and you're not hooked up to any kind of, you know, electricity or anything. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, Chris, if I could add to that, I mean, it's because uh, I, I mean, I've passed the sports site so many times, but until when when I went and met up with you guys out there, I couldn't believe. I mean, you're talking like there must have been like thousands of RVs and 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 everything. It's just like it's like miles worth of people camping, just like uh, like kind of. <coughs> densely populated with campers so it's it's uh pretty wild to see at first anyway you know would you agree oh yeah there was like thousands of rvs and vans and it was just pretty crazy and uh there were um yeah they would have campfire circles and that was pretty cool and people would 
kind of play guitar and hang out and uh yeah that was pretty neat but uh yeah i never seen so many rvs that's pretty crazy and apparently i remember the the, the one of the people singing a, a song um the talent show or whatever it uh, apparently that was the guy I remember him saying it was his first time to Portsite, but he wrote a song about Portsite like 20 years ago or something like that. And because uh, I guess it's been a pretty long going tradition of people um, calling Portsite their stomping grounds for whatever periods of time. So it's like been an ongoing. Oh, yeah. People like, will winter there yeah. and go there, and then they have. Uh, what I was told, you like there's an area you can go and park, and you can set up like a semi-permanent residence, and you can stay there for like six or seven months. Like a lot of people go there and go stay the winter there, and then they go back uh, to the New England or wherever they live, Canada or whatever. Right. Um, like. And then uh, somebody might have the genius idea of getting a a pod delivered to the area and then making that their home. Oh, I was thinking about that with uh, Slap City because, like, Slap City is, like, uh, it's kind of no man's land. It's, like, lawless. They don't have any codes or they don't have any cops or garbage pickup or anything and um so there's like from what i understand there's like a hundred permanent residents there and um when you go in there it's like this ramshackle kind of like trailers and stuff sitting around this got like and the slabs the name of the slab city comes from that there used to be an army base there so the only thing that remains I think since the, like the 50s when they condemned that army base and then subsequently it just became these slabs, you know, concrete. And um, it's like, man, a lot of them are like, in, a lot of those slabs are in really good shape. They're not cracked or busted up or anything. And people will have like a trailer sitting on one of them or, you know, and then like this one dude I spoke to, he was from Canada and he had a trailer set up there, a little shed, and all kinds of stuff. And that was like his, you know, semi-permanent residence that he 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 went back to Slab City every year and lived there until it gets too too dang hot, and then he takes off and goes back to Canada. And uh, there's a lot there's a lot of people doing that there, and it's just like. Uh, yeah, they have incidents, and there is things that happen, from what I understand, but uh, which is, um, I guess, to be expected. But I mean, there was like, yeah, people living there, and people, uh, and then after the rubber tramp roundup, there was a lot of people that camped there for several days in Slab City after they left Courtside. So it's, uh, yeah, you could take a pod and have it delivered there and just make you a little tiny house. And uh, uh, I was thinking, too, like you could put, uh, like, uh, 
hay bales around it and insulate it and have you a little house out in Slab City rent-free, just there, kicking it. Well, well, there was one other thing that you, well, that you had a uh, good idea with that you'd, like you'd, I forget what you said, load it up, like you'd load it up first or something like you don't remember? You're, you're saying something about lo- like loading it up in a parking lot, like with. Oh, what's that again? You cut out. I couldn't. I couldn't hear, understand what you're saying. Uh, you you also said something about loading it up with um something like when they pick it up. Something about. Oh, I was saying like you can have it, just like you know your pod. Like that. If anybody's not familiar with it, it's like. Like John Adams had pods delivered. It's just like they they came to his house and they just drop off this big giant. Uh, it, it it looks like a uh, it's just a big shipping container. It's a big big rectangular shipping container. And I was thinking, yeah, you could just like w- order one delivered and say, okay, yeah, okay, I want a pod. And they they could bring it and you could just set it up with furniture. Make like a living room inside of it, and then say, "Okay, okay, where do you want this to go?" So, oh, take take the Slab City, and just have them just drop it off in Slab City, and then it'd be already furnished and everything. You just like show right. up, and your pot will be there all equipped. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good idea. Yeah, so that's a tip for any listeners that want to like free house. I don't know. You'd have to pay for the pod, wouldn't you? I don't know. They might not. They might get irritated if you like try to like keep it as a house. <laughs> or well, or you get an old one. Get like an old one. They're going to get rid of. Yeah, I wonder if they. Do. Yeah, they probably. I'm sure they do have old ones that they're going to scrap. I mean, they could only rebuild them so much, you know. And then maybe they sell those. I don't know. I'm sure I'm not the first guy that's come up with this idea. Because when you see those things, you're like, wow, that would make a perfect little house. Because of the way they're built and everything. And then you could have like a security door. And you could just inset the door and then just leave the uh, little garage door thing on the front. And then when you open it up, there's like a regular door right behind it and then when you leave slab city to go you know take your trip to you know um epcot center or whatever you just like uh lock your uh garage door yeah good idea taking your trip to uh like where you take a trip to take a trip to um uh, like uh well you'd be traveling around you wouldn't stay you, when it gets 120 degrees in slab city you don't want to stick around but there are people that do there's people that live there year round i was talking to this one cat and he said uh yeah i live here all year i said dude like what what about when it gets like the 120 degrees he said, yeah it's dry heat doesn't really bother me too bad. I like it. Like, yeah, okay. So he like says that he showed up there two years previously 
and didn't never leave. So he visited Slab City and stayed there for, and he'd been there for two years. And he said, "I haven't left Slab, I haven't left Slab City in two years." And it was like this younger guy; he's probably in his late twenties or something. I guess he doesn't. He doesn't really need any supplies or something like. Well, I'm sure he goes into town, but there's oh, okay. like a town close to there. But like, uh, yeah, he he he's a permanent resident. One of the perma- one of the permanent residents I spoke to. Cloud City. Yeah, uh, the doctor hasn't called in. I guess he's preoccupied. He went back to, so he dropped me off here here at Richard's house. This other rich other Richard, uh, my friend from college and everything. And uh, he went to Tucson. And uh, and I messaged him on. Uh, on uh what was it facebook messenger or something that he was doing good okay yeah he had uh he had texted me um like last week and said that but he said he was heading back to oklahoma when he had texted me um oh so he's headed back right now okay yeah i think yeah he he should be back there now Okay, cool. Yeah, that's probably uh probably doing his gig up there. Yeah. Yeah, so Slab City has a li- has multiple libraries. They have a radio station from what I understand. Huh. They have a sort of a club, it's like an outdoor club with this outdoor stage and they have live music there and I met the proprietor of that outfit, which is, he called himself Bob the Builder and he's like, yeah we have shows, we're having one coming up and it's going to be big blowout, like a yearly talent contest or something and then he says, uh, every week or so we have a kind of performance here going on here. And then he was telling me about how like someone had donated a bunch of lumber and they had all these nice benches built on the stage. And uh that was pretty cool. And they had like off to the side they had this like little bar set up. And uh yeah, this is Slab City. And, uh, yeah, and I talked about this library with, like, you walk into the library and there's, like, a chicken coop. And it's, like, made of hay bales and you got a couple of laying hens in there. And then you go inside the library and it's, it's pretty ranchackle. It's kind of made up of just stuff that looks like people have thrown together from, you know, scrap tin or whatever. And, like, you go in there and, like, the library books are all in, like, real good condition. And I'm back thinking, like, okay, how the hell do these books look 
all look so good. I mean, they're dirty. Some of them are dusty, but like they're they're not water damaged or anything. And I was like, so the librarian's there, like some dude. He's like working behind the counter. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man, your books are in really good shape. He says, yeah, we got it set up so that you know the roof leaks, but then that it's set up to where no no water gets on the books. And I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. And he said, you want a beer? And I said, yeah. So you get a beer in the library, which that's pretty nice, the Slab City. <laughs> there were some ladies hanging out in there. And uh looked like they were from the Rainbow Gathering kind of configuration of dress and all that. And uh that was interesting. And then you go to East Jesus, which is like a... uh art display of like found art and art cars and crazy stuff like kind of people build out of like different art projects out of junk and uh that's pretty neat and there was another one uh west satan or something like that but i didn't see that one and uh Yeah, check out if anybody's in Arizona, check out Slab City. And, or California. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it California? It's close to California. I believe it's maybe it is California. It's in California, right? No, wait. It's very close to the border of Arizona and California. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in California, but yeah, uh, it makes sense. Like the desert and all. Like, yeah, I think if it is in California, then it's right there on the border, close. And then you see Salvation Mountain. That's interesting, really cool. And that's all this kind of Adobe work and stuff, and this dude put together. And it's like uh, dedicated to Jesus and salvation, and there's like art cars and painted, and the whole mountain is painted. There's like a dude painting it when we were there, and there's a lot of art in that area. These two big water tanks that are like covered with like really, really well done graffiti. It's not just you know scribblings. It's like really well done graffiti. On this big water tank, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty nice to check out. And uh, then it took a dip in the hot tub in the in the hot springs. There's actually a hot. There's actually a hot hot springs right up the road from the Salvation Mountain. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we're Very here. sort of ramshackle. It's kind of like it's not a touristy. It's not a. It's not all done up for tourists. It's just like a. It's just like a. Well, I guess it is done up. I mean, but it, you know what I mean. It's it's like a sort of yeah. ramshackle community. It's like a. 
like you go driving through there and you like see like a trailer, an old trailer, and then out in the yard it's just like I don't know where the hell the guy got all this stuff, but it's just like it looked like aerospace junk or something. I don't know, like components. This yard is completely ram packed full of it. And it's a lot of lot of lot of uh debris around and and trash and stuff. But then you'll see something like really interesting and then you'll see like a little place that's kinda of fixed up. And then you'll see like a uh uh like a Piper Cub plane like set set up with like stuff in it. it's just like just random shit. This is pretty cool. Hey, you can look it up on the internet too. So, so do you have any plans on uh, where you're going next? Um, I'm going to go back to Lawton, and then I'm going to get uh, my gear together as far as like my pack because I got some stuff that I ordered. And then I'm going to go um, to Arkansas and uh, stay at my brother's house for a bit and uh, work, do some work for him on his uh, hood, hood cleaning business. And I'll try to save us some money so I can get some kind of rig. And I got my license back, by the way. I'm, I'm going to, um, when I get back to Oklahoma, get my license because I, uh, it turned out that all I needed to do was, um, I have to, I had to provide them some kind of proof of residency that I'd lived in Oklahoma Uh and then pay like a hundred dollar reinstatement fee. And that was it. And I kept asking them too. I said, this is all I have to do to get my license. I said, yeah. And and so how long it takes? It's like, oh, it'll go in the system in 24 hours. It's like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is way too easy. So we'll see. Maybe I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was just too easy to get it back. It was just like, something must be wrong. I don't know. But maybe it is. Maybe I got it back. I don't know. I'll find maybe out. Maybe they it goes just get really it. want you to have a license. I guess. Maybe they're hoax busters call listeners. <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just made it too easy on me. I was, so I'm suspicious. I don't know. That's the routine, I guess. I mean, I didn't have any charges or anything, so. Yeah. So Dama Uno came on. And then he said, yo, Chris, it's me, Dama Uno. And then he just, like, left the chat and didn't come back. It's like, that's weird. Totally random, dude. Um, Who's on the call still? K. Hamad, South Central Florida. We've got Rich Destroy. I wore your shirt around the Rainbow Gathering. Represent. Nice. Cool. Band shirt. And, uh, yeah, represented the destroys. You you were wearing 
a punk band T-shirt at a hippie uh, gathering. So, yeah, yeah, I got into a conversation with this really cute girl wearing right. that shirt, and <laughs> oh. I think it helped a lot. Oh, cool. I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> and uh see what else happened. Um, yeah, hang, hanging out in Imperial Beach, that was cool. So uh went there, and Brian knows these young people that are in a band, living in a house, in Imperial Beach, which is pretty nice. And it's just right down the street from the beach. And uh, so we hung out with them for a bit, chit-chatting and whatnot. And uh, so we went to one of their shows that was at the Manhattan Club in uh, San Diego, which is like a small little rinky-dink kind of hole-in-the-wall place. And it was a really good show. So I put out a shout-out for Coral Bells, which is the name of the group. And they were really accommodating, really nice. And uh, that was cool. And then um, we had a few beers at uh, Jimmy's work he's the guy that Brian knows that's in the band that um we stayed at their house and he and he also works at a microbrewery so we had a few beers at that place and um see yeah I slept out on the beach so uh felt like I needed to do that. And it was actually pretty cold out. So it was like uh almost freezing. And I was like, What the hell am I doing sleeping on the beach? This doesn't make any damn sense. You do this when it's nice. But then I kinda like dug a hole and I kinda got kinda situated and I kinda got comfortable. And then once I got still, that little cold spot, that cold spot that was in my bag that was keeping me awake, it kind of warmed up. And then it was like, oh, before I knew it, I was listening to the ocean waves, and it's like, bam, like it puts you right to sleep, like the ocean waves. And then I got up in the morning, and I, uh, I, I psyched myself out. I said, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in the water. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, man. He's going to do it. It's like, hey, you got no swimming suit, Chris, man. Just chill, man. Just stop. And I'm talking to myself, my own inner dialogue. And I'm saying, no, let's do it, man. And it's like, just go in your underwear, go. So I ran and jumped in the water. It was like freaking freezing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> But like once I got in there, it was like it was like nice. I mean, no, it wasn't nice. No, it wasn't. It was like cold. Just though. But it was yeah. like. But after I had gotten out and kind of got dried off, I was like, oh, that was pretty nice. It was like yeah. a refreshing. I did that. I to... Um, several years ago out in San Diego in like January, went out 
in the ocean. Yeah, you can get in the ocean, and it's not it's not so it's not so cold, is it? No, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think you kind of adjust uh, when once you fully get in, you know. Yeah, I was. I just you know. dove into it like ran and dove. Yeah, and then it was like the way to do it. initially it's like whoa, that's cold, and it's like oh, okay, yeah, it's not that bad. And then you stay in for a few minutes, and then it's like okay, now it's getting cold, and you just get out. And then uh, once you get out, and then it was funny. Like in the morning, it was like it was okay, pretty cold before the sun comes up, and then once the sun comes up, it's like it starts to warm up really quick. So it was like tolerable. I mean, it wasn't warm, but it was like tolerable, totally tolerable. Right. So how long have we been chit-chatting here? I don't even know. I've been on for 60 minutes, but I don't know what time you started. Been on for 60 minutes. Oh, you you only started the call 60 minutes ago? I started the call at 9 o'clock Western time. Now I see that it's 10.47. So, almost two hours. Did you, have you um, looked at any um, fake news stuff lately? (laughs) Uh, we talked a bit about like uh, the shooting, oh, <coughs> and then uh, also talked about uh, Star Wars, <coughs> and uh, apparently, I haven't seen the movie, but apparently it's like completely loaded down with propaganda. Oh, is there it's a brazen. new one? Yeah, a new Star Wars movie just came out, I guess. And uh, my friend was telling me about it. And I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so apparently the Star Wars fans are, aren't are too happy about this particular installment of the whole Star Wars movie franchise thing. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, they don't really care if they piss everybody off that's in Star Wars. It doesn't matter. It's like, here's the deal. It's like, so they have this movie that's coming out, and they already know that it's already got a pre-loaded uh, audience. And they're guaranteed to make some money off of it. And so they just take the opportunity to just completely jam-pack it full of just brazen propaganda and agenda-driven shit. And to the point where it's just obvious. And it's like they 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 already know going into it that it's it's just it's a given that they're going to make the money off it. So it's the perfect opportunity to load load this particular film down with a bunch of propaganda because they already know that there's going to be a shit ton of people that are going to watch this movie just because it's freaking Star Wars. Yeah. And it's like I got to thinking about it. It's like yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, they're going and, to I don't know. just. Load it down with the uh, agenda-driven shit, and it doesn't really matter if it totally pisses people off. 
because it's it's going to get in front of a lot of faces. And a lot of people are going to see it. And I wonder if it, it could possibly be even more um, impact, like like make more of an impact because it attracts such a, you know, cult sort of audience. Like, you know, like, I mean, I guess a lot of people are into Star Wars, but I mean, there's like, you know, some people are particularly into it, you know, like really into it and wonder if that could be more effective, um, you know, being more open to whatever they're going to, you know, throw throw at you, like having it, I don't know, be, be, make more of an effect. I don't know. Get what I need. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking because it's going to, I mean, they know people are going to watch it anyway, no matter how bad it sucks. Sure. Because it's Star Wars. Uh, instead of putting forth the effort to making a plot line, it's like halfway appealing or something. They just completely load it down with a agenda-driven yeah. propaganda. And then it creates controversy, and then people start talking about it. And that's a big cultural influencer. It doesn't it, it doesn't have to be compelling or be interesting or have any effort involved in putting it because like a lot because the 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 agenda and where it's going it doesn't lend itself to good stories or sensible or, or, or anything that people can relate to. So they needed a vehicle to to really push forward, push the stuff forward. And so they, so they pick something that's going to have a already a predetermined, not, not that other movies aren't for, you know, totally loaded propaganda. Of course they are, but like this one being just such an obvious example right. where, you know, you got your veganism, vegan agenda in there. You got your hardcore feminist agenda in there. You got, yeah. And it's like brazen, though. That's the thing about it. It's like really over the top brazen in your face, which I thought was interesting. And somebody can actually be vegan and actually believe that it's some sort of like grassroots, ground up movement that it's not being pushed from the top down. That's just fucking insane. It's so obviously coming from the top down. It's just, it couldn't be more painfully obvious. Yeah, they just want to steer you in the healthiest direction possible. Yeah. And it's like the thing with uh, this feminist agenda and stuff is like the way they portray this female heroin and stuff it's like aren't women aren't women like offended because like isn't this like totally patronizing to women it's like so ridiculously just condescending to women to 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 have like you know these movies come out where it's like this obvious just bias toward women like you know like they need to be coddled doesn't, isn't that offensive? 
like, hey, are you still on? Are you offended by this patronizing trash of movies? No, I guess Kay's not offended. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I'm offended for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm offended. This is ridiculous. I would yeah. think the more females would be... I, apparently there is. With this movie, there's like a lot of people that are just like, what? Are you serious? This is fucking... No. This is nonsense. People are calling them out on it. Which is good, but... What kind of effect will that have? I don't know. But it, but the reason why I bring this is just like... Supposedly this is really, really bad. I mean, it's really, really bad. I mean, just obvious. You're, you're making me want to see it now. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I mean... <laughs> I kind of want to see it. Check uh, Pirate Bay. Won't be. No, I'm not. I'm not saying anybody should use Pirate Bay, but like, if you did, like, if you went to you know PirateBay.org, <laughs> and then you put in the Star Wars, it would probably come up, and then you'd have to get the torrent client, and uh, then you could download it. But I wouldn't suggest anybody do that but because uh, that would be breaking the law because it's copyright but anyway if you did that would be a pirate bait art or the pirate bait art or. well thanks for know. the warning I will definitely not do that yeah definitely don't do that Richard don't go to the pirate bait art and download anything let alone the new Star Wars movie well not but um, I don't need to see it I already know I mean you've seen one of you've seen them all I've seen you've seen one science fiction film you've, you've seen pretty much all of them I mean not to bash movies but I mean I don't watch too many movies because yeah. uh, well, I always was... nowadays fall asleep before they're That's, even yeah. halfway over. Uh, that was what happened the last Star Wars that they had. I, I tried to watch and fell asleep. That's pretty much the case for me now. Like, I just fall asleep to pretty much anything that I see on <laughs> television. As I think you witnessed. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you just pass right out. No, I do the same thing, man. I'll either walk away and forget that I was watching a movie or I'll just knock out or uh, I won't even watch it to begin with. But, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I, I can't, I just can't watch many movies anymore. I just actually, I mean, not that I wouldn't like sit and watch one, but it's just like they can't hold my attention. I just like, I don't know. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, they're mainly just vehicles for exactly. propaganda and mind control, which is sad, but it's true. But guess what? You're going to live without that shit. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, 
You can totally I don't even know. It. I mean, I don't even really. I can't even see having time for all that because so many things that occupy my time and uh, you know it's like I I don't I don't get, I mean it's just amazing to me that you know they say these things like people average six seven hours whatever it is a day watching television and I just to me that blows my mind because it's like I don't know I, I don't. I just don't have that time to spend on it. And if I did, I'm doing, I don't know, like, I always find something to occupy my time. <laughs> it never really has anything to do with TV. Oh, yeah. You find something. There's always so, there's so many, so many things to do. <laughs> oh, sir, yeah. Especially like you own a house like you do, mm-hmm. like you, you always have something around the house. Yep. And it's like you're watching a lot of tube stuff around the house is not going to get done. But like, yeah, you had all kinds of projects going on. Yep. Kind of like, uh, yeah, it's around my house, the same thing. I got like ten different projects going on usually, and uh. I think the, the you know people that are finding you know eight hours a day to watch TV they probably don't have much other hobby or you know stuff they're doing you know learn probably a second language like learn Spanish sure. well I mean you know years ago I'm sure people had more hobbies I bet I bet hobbies are probably not saying nobody, you know, people have different hobbies, I'm sure, but, like, I imagine there was a lot, you know, people had a lot more hobbies that, that TV has sort of taken the place of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, too, like, breaking my computers and doing all that and just kind of, like, cutting electricity off, like literally severing the line and all that. It's like, uh, after you do it, you're like, okay, uh, what the fuck did I just do? And like, and then it's like, okay, I don't have any electricity. And then I was like stumbling around the house trying to see what the hell I was doing. And then you learn like, oh yeah, okay, I could like candles and I could do that. And then uh, think about after a couple of days, you get out of the habit of, like, trying to turn the light switch on every time you walk into a room. That's kind of a, that's kind of like a, something you got to get past. So I would do that every time I'd walk into the room, <clears throat> into a room. I'd try to turn the light on. Like, oh, yeah, dumbass, you ain't got an electric because you cut the <laughs> fucking electric off. But, uh, yeah, just as a, an experiment, and it's like, oh, I found other stuff to do, didn't I? Like, I uh, found out how to get water out of my rain barrels, even though they were frozen solid. Uh, I figured it out. I figured out what to do when I got hung- hungry. I would put on my sh- uh, walking shoes and 
walk up the road and go to McDonald's and get something to eat. Oh, you easy. Find some <laughs> raccoons on the side of the road. No, I did do that for real, but um, yeah, I did skin a raccoon. I found a roadkill raccoon, and I actually did skin it. No shit. And I did eat some of it. No shit. But um, that was like a lucky find. I wouldn't count on finding a fresh raccoon every morning when I woke up. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, fresh dead roadkill raccoon waiting for you to harvest. That's not going to happen every day. It's like a, that's like a, like a, a dream come true. I still have a jar of a jar of liver and kidney out there. Um, it's not, oh, you haven't eaten it all yet. I have not. No, but it has. It's uh, it stopped smelling as bad. Um, it's not having to. Like let the 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 gas out of it as like I you know I was having a kind of open I'm looking at it's not it right producing now. quite as much gas as it was before. No, yeah, not nearly. Like it's not even really, not even like bubbling up anymore. It's just and yeah, it's getting darker. Um, yeah, I'm still working on that liver. In that jar that I have. Yeah. With the cream? I've eaten everything else. Yeah. The by the way, the um the milk guy is asked about you like every week and uh he wanted me to let you know that you're like his best customer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many gallons did I buy off him of? Uh, at least, at least six. I, I mean, in oh total, yeah, I did use like six gallons. No. dude, I could drink easily a gallon. I could probably drink two gallons a day of raw milk. No. easily. I gotta like, I buy so now I'm buying it at Sprouts. Yeah, in, here in California. And guess what? Guess what? It's costing me a gallon. Eight bucks. Huh? Oh, oh, oh! A gallon. Oh, let me see. Yeah. Twenty bucks. Oh no! It's like almost fourteen dollars a gallon. Okay. But you said twenty. No. Well, I I said twenty. I guess I, first I, 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 I was thinking more. eight. I was thinking eight half for a half gallon, and then. Yeah. And then I. I, I increased it when I guessed for the gallon. Uh, uh. Well, they actually do have it in Sprouts, and it's the same brand as that cheese oh, okay, that I yeah. bought there. Yeah. That raw cheese, mm-hmm. which is uh, really good, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if anybody wasn't familiar... I started the raw, raw, raw dairy, raw cheese, raw meat, and raw meat diet. 
which is uh, which I can't say that I'm strict on it. I'm not going to say that, but um, I've been doing it, and I've had noticed a lot of uh, benefits. But uh looks like it's 11 and uh wanted to do the call. I think 2 hours is pretty good over at my buddy's house. I need to go out and have a smoke. I can't smoke inside of his house. Um so Richard man, thanks for calling in. Uh like what time are you going to be around tomorrow? I was going to give you a thing about giving you a call. Like, right. uh, give me a call whenever. Guys. Um, actually, okay. if you do actually make it like, um, after, after 12. All right. Yeah. That's no problem. All right. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll holler at you tomorrow sometime, man. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks for doing the call. I, when I saw you were doing it, pretty excited. So yeah. Oh, I, 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 I didn't hear any of the beginning, so have something to listen to. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'll uh, get ready here and close up shop and then I'll start doing notes and everything because I don't want to do, go on too late because I won't feel like titling right. it or anything. All right. Uh, All right. Cool, have man. a good night, man. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks for calling in. Um, who else is here in uh, South Central 4K Mod? They've been radio silent. Um, y'all want to say anything to close it up before I close up shop? Da 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 da. I got to do closing music. I got to do my customer customary uh, da da da's and ba ba ba's. Da 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 da. Closing music. This is closing music. All right. So uh thanks everybody for uh call uh listening. Thanks for those who called in. Thanks for those who donated. Um stay tuned. Try to do one next Monday. Uh pending on what's going on. I'm not sure at this point. Kind of in a transitional phase. So uh Yeah, y'all take care. Uh, Talk to you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.